Welcome to your favorite YouTube channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. It's Kayfabe-tober, and these are your drawing prompts. Uh, there have been a lot of exciting pieces of artwork coming our way, and the way that we know that it's coming our way is because the artists tag us and add us and share those works with us, and we encourage you to do so as well. We'll uh, share and retweet as much of these pieces as possible uh, to you know, hopefully get you goose your uh, follower numbers a little bit. The Kayfabe channel has a Patreon, and the King Kayfabers on the Patreon get all the videos before anybody else, and they're hanging out with us in a recording uh, session right now as we record this video. So uh, there's some good premiums there, but there are several levels of support uh, that you can give the uh, Kayfabe channel. We are also a daily YouTube channel with more than 1,500 videos at your disposal. We might have talked about some of your favorite comics, so hit the little search box on the front page of the Kayfabe channel. Give the channel a search for your favorite comics and check out those episodes. Without further ado, Jimmy, Love and Rockets issue number five. The video is titled something like, uh, you know, steal this from the Hernandez brothers, steal these techniques from the Hernandez brothers. But what, uh, you know, you use a provocative uh, phrase to get the people clicking. But what I'm really saying is there's a lot to learn from the bros. And uh, a lot of it is on display in this very issue. Yeah, they are good fast. And they get into what I think of as their mature work pretty quickly. You know, I think we're there at this point. Um, the other thing that stood out to me with this issue, I read the Hernandez Brothers and Love and Rockets and Pieces. Yeah. It's like we've talked about a lot of different series where, like, I pick up whatever I pick up and I read it. Going back through an order is a treat for these. It's super exciting for me. And it's cool to see, like, the letters column in here where Groth is like, send us critical letters. Because these letters are like, I've never read comics like this. You know, it's you can it's a revolution. And it's chronicled not just in the comics, but also in the commentary around the comics. They're doing what they can to 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 get this out to, to the people. This is the first issue that's going to be the bi-monthly Love and Rockets. Uh, they cut down on the page count. And uh, they're upping the frequency. This is something that's been asked uh, by retailers and, and, and customers alike. So uh, they're, they're making those concessions. Uh, it, it is, it's said right here, you know, the bros, they, they're not paying their bills from uh, Love and Rockets exclusively. So, you know, they're, they're doing everything they can to try to make this, this work. And should say January 1984 is our, is our uh, publication date it, on this one. It is, and I'm glad you say that because on the splash page right here, Jaime in 83, Homeboy. I think that's the first time Homeboy was ever put into a comic. And I actually used that little bit right there in a talk that I gave whenever Hip Hop Family Tree uh, was first out. And I was on kind of like the lecture circuit. And I had a whole hour presentation, which I was considering I, I, I might do on the channel. With all, I, I have all those images. And I think that that would be a nice thing to do as a video. Uh, but I used that piece because uh, it's the first time Put it this way, I challenge anybody to find uh, the word homeboy in a comic earlier than this issue of Love and Rockets. How incredible are the figures here? Like in terms of natural, like, like it, it's un uncanny. No wasted lines. It doesn't feel like you're tracing a photograph either. It just feels like these are living people. Absolutely. It's kind of weird. The way that Jaime, when, one of the pieces of his process is to pencil and to let it lie for a while. And it makes me think about uh, that Steve, Stephen King on writing where you do your draft, but maybe you have two books going and you do your, your first draft and you have to put it down for a month and a half. You cannot look at it for a month and a half. 
so that when you revisit it and you kill your darlings, it hurts less because there's a little bit of that time removed from the toil that you put into writing the thing. And I think that that is something that Jaime accomplishes with the art by penciling it, leaving it alone, coming back with fresh eyes. And he says there's always something to change. There, it's, it's always that way. So, you know, maybe that's a lesson uh, that one can take. That's pretty good. That's pretty interesting takeaway. The various levels of gray, what Gilbert and Jaime have at their disposal, it's black and white. There's no zipatones, none of that. But just look at this from a distance. There's a lot of value on these pages. It was fun after talking to Seth and hearing him describe Love and Rockets as like, when he found it, those guys are like two years older than him or something, you know? And and I was thinking this, I didn't look it up, but I was going to look up like how old they were when they did this. Because 83 is the uh, cover art assigned 83. So, you know, picture 83 is when these guys did it. And they're very young, you know? It's like young people making comics about young people is fascinating. Absolutely. And and this particular Jaime strip, uh, it is a uh an archie story it reads like an archie story in almost every every single way little iconography like the to break up the whites and the, the white spaces with the couch and things by having the pants in that kind of shape it, it stops the overlapping like white lines mm-hmm. and it creates that that level of space it's it's uncanny what jaime is able to do with limited black and white and use black as a color this video is brought to you by the books that we make the best way to support cartoonist kayfabe is to buy our books i have street angel princess of poverty coming out in november you need to pre-order that one now it is part of a set with street angel deadliest girl alive collecting all of my street angel comics october 26th i will be selling my self-published comics on jimrug.com that includes true crime funnies the bw zine and the 1986 zine and hulk grand design my contribution to the grand design mythos is sold out at the distribution level so pick that one up if your comic shop still has a copy ed's hip-hop family tree omnibus will be in stores in november i recommend that you pre-order this one get your name on a copy because these are going very fast x-men grand design trilogy trade paperback will be out in november collecting all three volumes of x-men grand design by ed piscor and red room anti-social network and trigger warnings are already out and in january they will be joined by crypto killers and now back to our video also going back through these and thinking timeline, it had to be profound on Jamie Hewlett. Oh, I mean, of course. He, uh, on one of the earlier issues, I mean, Jaime drew Tank Girl on the back cover. And I think that um, Hewlett would, would uh, put, put his name J-A-I-M-E sometimes. Man, his blacks are exquisite. This kind of like a night scene with, with that lighting that comes with such a thing. Just incredible. And the ability to be able to go in with like a black silhouette while still having like bits of night exposed in the same panel. Yeah, totally. Like he, he just understands like the way these things overlap. Look at that floating Izzy Rubin's face amongst the black. All the way down here, like creating multiple pieces within the same one ninth size panel. That floating hand yep. to, to like break up the stuff. It, it has full animation to it. Like you could, you know what the body's doing. Uncanny draftsmanship. And the story of this is is kind of great too in that there's a, a new wall has gone up a new construction a new wall and hope he's trying not to be a graffiti artist having been caught hundreds of times yeah but you can't resist the allure it feels perfect for a young person comic you know this is the thing of when we used to have free time and it would just 
you know, these things would occupy that free time in ways that like now it'd be like, what are you doing? Right. But whenever you're in your early 20s, like you had that kind of extra. Um, I love this too with the street lights. I almost, I kind of feel like there ought to be one more just little tiny oval dot in the background, you know, rule of threes and everything. Right. But it's beautiful seeing those street lights on the, on the edge of the curb too. So you get a step down onto the street. So one of the great things that is, that is uh, something I've ne just never seen in comics is Mm -hmm. Beyond a thought balloon, to have an actual panel within a panel with young Hopi's kind of id speaking. And we know it, it you could track her age by her haircuts. And so we know that that's young Hopi's in there and is saying the stuff in the thought balloon. I don't think that, like, Jaime necessarily is like, let me do what's never been done. It, it feels like it comes natural to him like it just makes sense to do it this way you can almost imagine you look at the harry lucy archies or al wiseman uh, dennis the menaces and stuff and you can almost imagine this is the next step you know like i watched this totally. sequence of like hopi's head and it's such subtle bits of expression until she loses her mind and yet all of them are great and they're all different right i'm looking at the policeman i'm looking away now my head's cocked like come on dude same for uh izzy man who's getting progressively more nervous yes like this is like a imagine a comic book writer telling the artist she gets more nervous in each panel that could turn into such caricature but it's subtle yes to the point where izzy you know really has her one this is a four this is a four panel strip yeah definitely how about no nose on izzy here as the as she's lurching backwards and the lights hitting her right on pretty bold choice i'm sure there was a penciled nose yeah and then it's one of those things of looking at it thinking well where does the shadow cast right and then this is another piece of uh of comics that that i just adore and it's the first time i ever read it this kind of thing and uh people like like jay lynch I, i've done some work with him and he he would do this thing where there are two tracks of conversation with two characters and they're both in their own world but they're together interacting trading cigarettes whatever but their focus is on something completely different. So you have these two complete different tracks. And I've only seen great cartoonists do this. You, you never see this in a Marvel comic or, you know, some kind of like mainstream thing. And the, the way we cap it off, we got Speedy out there drinking a Coca-Cola. And uh, that Cochise, you know, sabotage Beastie Boys music video uh, <laughs> policeman like is like rolling up on our guy. Hey, how about this for uh, a two-panel comic strip where we have the background lit up until we turn on the lamp? This is like that Will Eisner stage direction of like, put the end table and a lamp on there and we know it's a living room. That's what it feels like to me. It's just masterful. Absolutely. And the body language stuff were like the lazy foot kind of dragging out of bed. It's unbelievable. We probably say that in every episode where we're covering these guys. It shocks me because, like, here's issue five. <laughs> you know, we've got 45 more issues in this run. We've got two more vo volumes, three more volumes after this. You know, we know he's a master now, but in 1983, yeah. you know, like he's doing this in 1983. Yeah. There's, there's a dozen panels in this strip where you just, we could just do an episode on this panel and how much he's accomplishing in black and white. Yeah fan letter by uh, Gilbert and uh, the way this reads it's a epistolary novel kind of thing an epistolary story where uh, it's the it's the meditations and thoughts of uh, the the kind of know-it-all 
scenester, you mm. know, and pitch perfect. The way he he speaks about this this uh, kayfabe band, yeah, Twitch City. Which don't quote me. We have to do these episodes at a certain point. But in the Vortex Mister X comics, I think there might be a, a Gilbert backup called Twitch City. Okay, not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Uh, but it just it's pitch perfect for these like know-it-all hipster people that you see at every punk rock show that have very little going on, but they know all the drama and dynamics. They're the Owatu the Watcher of, of your local scene. It's Gilbert playing with four panels, and uh, it's not a moment-to-moment comic, you know, like where it's cause-effect, cause-effect. It could be days, months, years in between panels. Uh, and this is not an easy kind of shape to compose within, but he makes great, great use of it. Yeah, it- that would be a, a great takeaway from this strip is figuring out good compositions within a, a, a difficult space um, because they are not repetitive at all. They're not boring. But also this speaks to the idea of like if you're reading comics in 1984 when this is coming out and you love this comic, you're out of luck because right. there's, there's one thing like this. Yeah, exactly. And uh, from a distance, you know, you're looking at this video and you're like, that is a lot of fucking words. And I am here to tell you that is a pleasure to read. It is a singular voice. It is the voice of our guy here. You don't confuse, you know, the this voice with Luba's voice. It's a unique perspective and might be one of the reasons why at this point in time, everybody was extolling Gilbert Hernandez's writing. Mm-hmm. And this could be part of that example. Then we jump to another uh, Jaime strip. Just a short ditty, Penny Century in T42 with H.R. Uh, Costigan, uh, her kind of uh, sugar da- sugar daddy. And uh, it's that classic, which, by the way, you know, like, there are websites for sugar daddies now where, like, guys could just, like, buy chicks off offline, and, and, and it's that, that kind of, like, sure. that kind of thing. So, clearly, that's been going on forever. And this is full. I mean, if you take the horns away, that could be Elon Musk's face. I was going to say, if you saw him off, it could be Hellboy's dad. (laughs) And he is giving her the sun, the moon, and the stars. And it's uh, completely boring to this young lass. I love the composition in this piece right here. It's really cool. And, like, she goes through, and now he follows her through. Right. Very fun. Can't complain at all. I like her expression here, too. You know, it's such a... um, He's able to draw very lively motion. Yeah. Yeah, she looks so daffy. Like, uh... um, like the Lady of Rosemary, uh, Mia Farrow, you know, like a kind of a ditz. I think of the pinup artist too, and that's something that a lot of the pinup artists don't get, that ability to really like have her light up, have her defy gravity. Yeah. And uh, so she is taking on these airs of, you know, it's women's lib talk kind of. Like, uh, you know, I want, you know, to to accomplish some stuff. I'm not just a coat check girl, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But there's a cynicism to it because she does go back to just being uh, her old ways. So there is a little bit of cynicism in there, which, which is interesting. Uh, you don't necessarily see that part, you know, that kind of thread continue because it makes her a folly. I do think it's interesting to see Jaime at this stage in terms of writing, because there's also a third story that we're going to get to of his. And I think they're all a pleasure to read yeah but they're such the tip of the iceberg of of the world that he's making and i think it's probably something that he's learning too as he's kind of doing these little 
I don't want to call this a throwaway strip because Penny Century goes on to be a big character. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's, I, I wonder how much he knows at this point, you know, where it's like almost maybe following instinct, but as the world keeps, as we keep getting to see more and more of this world, these pieces make more and more sense. In hindsight, this all fits. Right. But at this time, it, I can see it being like, it's a young, gifted, ta- talented cartoonist, but he's learning. And I think the writing is probably where that, that, that shows more than the visuals, because the visuals are just damn. <laughs> we, ha- we have a playlist for Love and Rockets and, and the bros. And uh, they, back, back and forth, from issue one to issue two to issue three to issue four, uh, they'll kind of trade off who's doing the kind of big story. So in issue one, it's Bem, it's Gilbert Hernandez. In issue two, it's Maggie goes to, you know, Dinosaur Island. In issue three, it's probably the first Heartbreak Soup story. This first Palomar story. Mm -hmm. Issue four is 100 Rooms. That's Jaime. Now it's Gilbert's uh, time to show and prove. We have Act of Contrition, uh, another Heartbreak Soup pistol. And we got this uh, loudmouth guy who may or may not be a little touched in the headpiece. Yeah, I always hated that the people... In order to praise Jaime, they, they sort of criticize Gilbert. And I, I never get that in terms of art. It's amazing to me that they have a very different approach to black and white, considering like they grew up together, probably passing comics back and forth, yeah. and yet have really come at that in from two different directions. If you want to make black and white comics, like this is all you need to study. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I totally get it, because you and I come from a place of being makers, and, and we have a different kind of gaze upon this work. But the 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 comic store patron, they want sh- they want shine, they want shimmering, they want gloss, and Jaime provides that yeah, in I endless suppose. strokes. But you know, I'm with you. There's just so many moments that I'll be reading this and be like, oh, I love the way he handles hair on this character. Absolutely. Or, you know, any of these little pieces. He has more gray values at at his his disposal. Mm-hmm. Um, he will swing a brush and a pen. I feel like he might even use um, the dip pen also, because you definitely see rapidograph lines, but then you also see, you know, some other lines that have some thick and thins to them that I do not think are brush at all. Yeah, and it's always so hard to tell because people change. So what he was doing here may, may be oh, something yeah. that evolves yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, I'm just talking about this in in specific. In a, in a weird, it's almost a MacGuffin, the story here, yeah. is that that loudmouth guy finds a box of, of clothes, somebody's getting rid of them, and says, you know, get rid of these for me, or whatever, right. and ends up giving dresses to the different women in Palomar, which is a really cool way to wander around Palomar. Exactly. It's it's totally the the uh, the function of And then we'll character. veer off. We'll then follow Luba, you know, this is almost like your setup for than the second half of the story. I'm going to prepare everybody now. Uh, at some point, may- maybe maybe even next week, we'll be able to uh, kind of fly through it. Julio's Day is a, one of the great Gilbert Hernandez masterpieces that is not talked about enough. And uh, each page is, a, a, you know, a year mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the life of a character. But it's not just Julio. It's the whole family. And Gilbert is building those chops here at this level where... The town is the character. Uh, Luba and the the Albert and the townspeople of Palomar are microorganisms within that ecosystem. And he gives a little shine to each one, but there's like an overarching narrative. And it is, uh, it is a massive feat 
to accomplish that certainly in the way that that he's able to and and you know you can't help but bend the knee uh in 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 praise of of you know the work uh you get by bringing those uh boxes around uh taking them to the various fem- ladies in the in the in the town you also now get their perspectives and their own thoughts and points of view on the dresses some people like them some people uh talk about oh, I couldn't you know I couldn't wear these things uh since I was you know unless I was 20 years old blah 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 it just it adds texture to to these various characters yeah absolutely because once her old uh friend romantic interest maybe shows up and wants to take her out for the night now she's running down Martin to uh you know what I do need one of those dresses a lot have of, a use for it a lot a lot of time has passed uh since the last kind of big Palomar tales uh and it's established with characters like this and we'll see Vincente and a couple other people like they're grown up now they were they were kids when little Toko uh you know died of uh you know whatever kind of weird coughing fits that that he had uh Luba has a little bit more lines on her face now she's accepted in the town a little bit more you know she's a part of the fabric of the neighborhood and uh, it creates the idea that, uh, you know, she has some history with this guy. See, there goes Vincent, Vicente. Mm-hmm. I remember reading this when, when I was a kid and we had a uh, pitcher named Vicente Palacios for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. I really like the way he does Luba's hair. Yeah, for sure. N- nearly the crow, except there's a side part. So she talks mad smack on the guy, but you could tell that she's getting very, very, uh, she's into it. She's into it. She still has the sway over, uh, you know, the guys in the town. Yeah, absolutely. Probably many of the readers as well. And part one. I think this might be one of those comics, too, where he continues the page numbers, you know, in a, a Stray Bullets fashion. Yeah, it's great. She, she basically tells Ophelia that, you know, she's watching the kids for the night. Right. And then whenever she gets home, she's like, when are you going to see him again? Tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling she's going to be watching the kids again. <laughs> we got a new Errata Stigmata uh, strip in here. And I feel like that character starts to get phased out a bit. When uh, Jaime, I mean, when Gilbert starts to get deeper into the Palomar tales and stuff, mm-hmm. he's he's he leaves the whimsical stuff uh, uh, behind a little bit. I think it takes a long time to, to, to maybe draft a narrative like this when when i'm looking at the windows of this little apartment as she's kind of going back and forth with this uh latest love interest and she's she's what's called a stigmatic uh every now and then almost like a period uh she will kind of uh imbue the uh the 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 the, the wounds of jesus christ on the on the cross she'll get the holes in the hands and all of that so uh, she's with this guy and she's having issues with him because she starts to think that she's being used a little bit, that, that he's with her for one specific reason. I think that's pretty clear. I think she's right. Well, it's certainly, that's a punchline of the comic. <laughs> when you look at the windows, I can't help but think of Harriman, Crazy Cat. That's yeah, a good call. The idea of the backgrounds constantly changing, even at one fixed camera angle. You know what? Even the moons. Harriman yeah. have a lot of fun drawing those moons. And if you look, like, there's a square moon here. You know, <laughs> there's, there's like a, a triangle. You know, he's fooling around with that for sure. Yeah. That's a good call. I wouldn't have thought of that, but it makes sense. I agree with you. And then, you know, sends that guy off packing. 
and then retro rocky man this is comic is uh, full of heart uh this one we saw rocky one or two times before and uh it's jaime continuing the kind of playful stuff you know this is a playful issue for for jaime hernandez it is like i said you know i think writing wise you're he's still kind of mapping things and still i, I think gilbert is too totally to some extent and it makes sense it's not like they have a lot of guides to making comics of this sort right and this is uh you know this is the rockets portion of, of love and rockets uh this is a futuristic story you just saw the the uh, fred sanford truck kind of fly off uh that she kind of makes you know they're they're kind of out in the middle of nowhere so there's so few kids to play around with that young rocky is stoked on just saying hi to the garbage collectors and the garbage collectors always pull out like little trinkets and things to hook her up with so she gets this one dolly that turns out to be an astromech droid and i love the way it's drawn it's like circle template you rarely ever see uh jaime using tools like uh, rulers and stuff you know it's all hand done panel borders at the end of the day i'm sure he uses rulers to start because those are good gutters and stuff but uh uses the circle template might even use ellipse templates or a circle templates to make, to make the eyes and the and the mouth and the nose. Yeah, if you look close, you can see the head is a different line than the rest of the body. Very. <laughs> this reminds me of uh, my my young niece. My brother got her uh, the BB-8, I think the, the the little droid that's like the ball from uh, the yes. first stars, and it was like a remote control mm -hmm. one. It was big. And it has like some sort of gyroscopic thing so the head can stay up as it's rolling it's pretty pretty slick yeah. uh turned it on sent it sent it her way and uh this was the reaction <laughs> <laughs> she's quite small uh whenever uh, she got her hands on that thing but quickly in two panels grows to to uh embrace and love little fumble 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 that's a good name and this is after page one where she kind of th sends sends fumble off get the hell out of here familiarity breeds contempt so as she's kind of circling back and, and thinking about her experience with uh, fumble over the years to even taking him to school she has to go dust him off man because this is what he looked like when he first got her and and uh it's sad it's sad to see him kind of depowered and stuff it reminds me so much of the ghost world story where enid has that yard cell and then at the end she like races home to hope that the the one little toy from her childhood is still there right really feels like this as she's like missing fumble and, and going back and the final panel using very interesting textures that i've not seen jaime play with a lot since i think i think that stuff will kind of kind of go away but how else do you communicate you know depths of trees and stuff off on the the shoreline Wow, I didn't realize this, but the uh, letters, Stamford, Connecticut, in this first printing. So this is before they even moved to, uh, I guess before they moved to L.A. briefly, right? Right. Yes, sir. And you can't look through an issue of Love, Love and Rockets without also enjoying the back cover. The brothers will switch off on that as well. Uh, so we got one of those really great kind of abstract quality Gilbert Hernandez covers that... Uh, always fun to see him like push the shapes and and distortions the covers of these books to me is as good as the contents yeah you know you judge them totally differently but we do have a video of like the covers for this first volume of love and rockets and i would encourage everybody if you're new to love and rockets or even if you you may be used to reading them in book collected form like a lot of us have done 
go check out that video and just admire the artwork of these covers because a lot of times they're standalone covers and the images, you know, especially a back cover like this, it's a chance for them to just kind of shine and just do a really cool illustration. So pretty amazing gallery from cover to cover in these issues. It made me very happy to kind of go through our archives and to see that uh, you guys are really showing up for those Love and Rockets uh, videos that we've done. Uh, they've been getting a lot of juice and there've been a lot of comments coming through. And when we were just at Baltimore Comic-Con, I would say dozens of people came up to me and said, you have made me Love and Rockets fans. Uh, this is a comic that has taken for granted and it's always been taken for granted. Uh, one of the famous interviews when they announced the cancellation of uh, you know issue 50 of the first run of this run uh, they said that you know if everybody who heaped praise upon us at that or, or was sad that we were going away if they would have just bought the comics we wouldn't have stopped so these are comics that cannot be taken for granted uh, there is unlimited information to glean from these comics for your own kind of comics practice and it has nothing to do with you know cribbing their ink lines or whatever or maybe it does you know but these are just these are textbooks this is sacred tablets holy scripture whatever you want to call it it's a massive influence on american comics since it started being published yes sir man uh super fun to go through another issue jimmy i look forward to going through more with you if you're good to go i'm good to go Okay, Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new videos are available. Cartoonist Kayfabe-tober is upon us, 2023. These are your drawing prompts. Make sure that you tag us, add us. Make sure that we see these uh, pieces that you put together so that we can share those with our audience at large. Boost your numbers, get, get your name out, and uh, it's always a pleasure to see what you guys come up with. We are a daily YouTube channel, and uh, with more than 1,500 videos in our filmography at this point, some stuff might have slipped your radar, and we might have talked about your favorite comics. Give the channel a search for your favorite titles, check out those episodes, and if we did not cover your favorite comics, put something in the comments, let us know what those comics are. We could push those comics a little bit higher on our to-read piles. The uh, videos are supported by the King Kayfabers on our Patreon they get access to all the videos before anybody else they're hanging out with us right now in a live stream recording session as we put together uh this week's worth of videos and uh we are very much in appreciation for the king cave Babers who are supporting the channel ultimately though the videos are brought to you by the books that we make before you is a sample of our bibliography to date but we are working all the time and coming october 18th is the hip-hop family tree omnibus you guys have been watching this comic kind of develop over the this past year of 2023 and it is almost upon us and about 75 percent of this print run is accounted for already which i have to absolutely thank you guys for uh what that also suggests is if if you even think that you want this you better order it up quick because uh, that last 25 percent is going to go pretty quick whenever uh you know stores sell stuff off the rack and then have to re-up 500 plus pages, 150 pages of additional material, and uh, best book I ever made. Please scoop that up. Not the only holiday effort to come in 2023. Uh, in November comes the X-Men Grand Design Trilogy trade paperback. Uh, it's crazy how uh, this one works because 
it's probably off to the press right now, mere weeks before its release. So I don't have a comp copy to show off. So it's going to be smaller in scale than what you're you're looking at. But these big volumes, some of them are out of print, and it's going to have all of my X Men Grand Design work in there. Please check that out, man. It's perfect. Jump on point for any X Men fans or or uh, you know enterprising X Men fans if you're curious about that title. Red Room has been my focus uh, the past couple of years in terms of new comics, two trade paperbacks out, the Antisocial Network, Trigger Warnings, uh, it's Halloween time, right? Read some uh, tongue-in-cheek horror pot boilers. There's going to be a third volume coming out in January. It's called Crypto Killers, and uh, it is the best round of comics uh, yet. Each one of these is self-contained, though. It has four complete uh, self-contained stories. If you see either of these out there in the wild, give it a shot. Jimmy, tell the people what you got going on. Hulk Grand Design is my contribution to the Grand Design mythos, and it is sold out at the distribution level. So pick that up if it's sitting on your comic shop shelves right now, because these are going to become harder and harder to find. Coming out in November, Street Angel Princess of Poverty from Image Comics. You need to pre-order that one now. It collects all of the Street Angel comics that are not in Deadliest Girl Alive, also available from Image Comics. These two books together will comprise the complete set of all of the Street Angel comics that I have made so far. And I have been self-publishing lately and will be selling these on jimrug.com, my website, at the end of October, October 26th. That will include the BW zine, uh, highlighting panels and art and ads and editorials from the uh, black and white explosion comics of the 80s that I love so much. The 1986 zine is all about the year 1986 whenever comics really kind of, the direct market and comic shops took over the direction of comics in, the, uh, in America. And True Crime Funnies, these are nonfiction stories uh, featuring traditional true crime subject matter like a uh, drug cop, but also featuring some wrestling stories uh, from the early 20th century, as well as an Andy Warhol soiree into wrestling one night. So check those out. Mark your calendar, October 26th, jimrug.com. And if you can't wait that long, you can read a lot of this stuff on my Patreon, patreon.com slash jimrug. The books are the most important part to keep the channel uh, solvent and to keep the videos coming to you on a regular basis, but there are some ways to directly support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Jimmy, let the people know. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. It's a way for us to keep you up to date on what we have going on and where we're going to be. You can also pick up Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, mugs, hats, stickers, all kinds of stuff at our spread shop, and that link is also under this video in the show notes. There you have it. Plethora of ways to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Jimmy, please give the people their final marching orders and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.